I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts, and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, DJs, and industry figureheads about their fantasy forever studio. The studio that our guests dream up will be one that they have to live with forever. And just to keep things interesting, there are some rules. Totally reasonable and non-arbitrary rules. Yes, so what are these rules? Well, our guests can select a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface... Those are the freebies. Then they have the complex challenge of choosing just six other bits of studio kit plus one non-studio related luxury item. But Chris, there's one more rule, isn't there? Yeah, 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 it's very important. No bundles! No bundles is the name of the game then. Choosing a package of separate software or hardware as a single item ist verboten. Today we have the German progressive and tech house DJ superstar, Mr. Thomas Gold. As a DJ, Thomas has performed at the world's most famous clubs and the biggest festival stages. And as a producer, his signature huge anthemic sound has earned him support from the other big DJs and labels all over the world. That's right. And with major label remixes for the likes of Adele and Lady Gaga too, it's clear Thomas's studio prowess is up there with the best in the business. Indeed, I can't wait to try and upsell his dreams and scream no bundles at him. Exactly. This is My Forever Studio with Thomas Gold. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? So we're going to start building your forever studio. Do you think you're going to be able to do this, Thomas? Are you going to be able to make a studio with just six items in it? Definitely. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I appreciate the confidence. Okay. Well, first off, let's talk about we're talking dream studios. So if you could have a studio anywhere in the world, where would you put it? I think I would put it here in Berlin or maybe in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, because um, I've been there quite a few times and I spent some time there working and traveling. And um, um, LA has this kind of like special vibe. It's very relaxed and chilled. And there's a lot of like industry people around and it's easy to hook up with people i had like many many vocal and writing sessions over there and they just happened from one day to another so this was really impressive to me it you can if you really want to do it you can get your work done there and um there's so many possibilities and options but still berlin is kind of like my hometown this is where where my favorite spot in the world is and i mean right now it's super international anyway because there's so many people from all around the world. And even here, my network in Berlin is more than 50% of the people I'm working with are not German. So it's super international. It's very inspiring, very motivating. And um, the energy of the people is amazing. So it's um, almost uh, getting similar to what I um, experienced in LA. So yeah, Berlin, it is. Quite contrasting uh, environments. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, Berlin doesn't have that LA LA sheen, but that's what its charm is. That's why we like Berlin. Yeah, it's it's got it's got a nice realness and rawness to it. Absolutely, and there's not you are not limited that much. I mean, if you compare it to other cities, I I lived in almost any every other big city in Germany, and Berlin is the most liberal and flexible one, and people don't really which is not always a good thing don't really respect limitations and um <laughs> but you can go you can always go the extra mile people are willing to do that here you can see there's so much motivation this is something um which really impresses me and um yeah and apart from that berlin is just a beautiful place to be so if you were in berlin what's the kind of vibe of this studio like if, if, if it's a a dream spot money no object what what where in, where in berlin is it is it at the top of a skyscraper is it is it buried underground is it a secret lab what 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 kind of studio do you, do you like working in actually to me it's kind of important to have a little bit of a view to the outside so it definitely would have windows that's what my studio has right now as well it's in the basement but still we have a lot of windows here so it, my dream studio would maybe be on top of a like skyscraper like having a nice view over the city and i can already imagine some buildings in berlin <laughs> are we thinking solar lounge yeah let's get the solar lounge in berlin it's a great bar if anybody's been there uh yeah exactly yeah you could keep that dj booth in the middle of it that moves up and down between floors as well use that for absolutely as a vocal booth yeah and i would have a two-story studio complex there with a bar upstairs maybe a dj lounge and um yeah on on the other floor there would be the studio area offices and everything um yeah would be a great spot (laughs) yeah that sounds amazing actually okay so first up we have the three items that you kind of get for free 
So these aren't part of your six because uh, everybody kind of needs a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface. So let's start off. Are you are you Mac or PC or Atari? You know, you're going to be brave. Yeah, I used to be Atari when I was six or seven years old, but I yeah I switched to um to PC for like one or two years. I remember that, but then I got into Apple, and since ever I or since then I've I've been with Apple computers, iPhones, and the whole setup and everything working together. And um, I'm a fan of of the Apple OS because it's it's just like easy and intuitive. And I've I I had my experience with PCs and I never got really lucky. And um, for me personally, Apple is just a the thing to work with. And also in combination with Logic, it's it's a perfect combination. So um, yeah, I've, I'm 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 with Apple and I will ever be with that, I guess. And specifically, what what do you think, like? Uh... Will you know you know the score on this stuff? What's what's what are the options that we've got right now with with our Apple putting out? Well, are you going to get one of the new M1 laptops? Are you going to get like a crazy big Mac Pro cheese grater with all the trimmings? I used to have the desktop desktop um, versions of of the the Macs, but at a certain point in my career, when I when I started traveling so much, I needed to bring my studio with me, and since then I. I only have um, a MacBook, MacBook Pro. The one I'm having right now is like, it's already two or three years old. So I might have to get a new one this year, as you just said. And But it's still working really nicely and it's a workhorse and, it, and I haven't had any problems. I have an SSD, two terabyte inside and I have an external SSD. So it's a great setup and um, I can take everything I need with me when I'm traveling. And when I get back to the studio, I just plug in the four um, USB-C slots and I connect everything which is in my studio here and um, it just works together and it, you can like plug and play. It's it's a hot switch uh, thing. You can, uh, even my, my interface, I can switch it off and on or like plug, plug it in and out and it still works. So it's just like practical and it works. And um, so do you think you think you'd um, stay with a laptop then, even in your fantasy studio, you'd go for a laptop for that mobility, maybe the new M1? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Honestly, uh, I'm a fan of being able to just take the laptop with me and then I got everything. Otherwise, if I have a, proje- a project I'm working on while I'm traveling, I mean, right now I'm not traveling, but normally I would do, um, and then I get back to the studio and I, I would have to transfer stuff and maybe I get a plug in while I'm while I'm on, uh, while I'm traveling, I get some new samples. Like let's say I, I download an audio sample library or I create new, new stuff. Then I have to transfer everything to the other computer and I always have to make sure that they both have the absolutely same, same setup so that I can open and instantly work on the projects on both machines. And um, having them synced is a, uh, I try to do that, but a laptop and I saw that also when I went to uh yeah studio sessions in LA and wherever and I saw people working on laptops that's that's perfect perfectly fine with me so I would definitely go for the just the biggest model you could get the newest the biggest and maybe the biggest (laughs) SSD you can get but I would stick to um the laptop version SSD for life though come on like I can't go back to anything other than SSD now I just I get I grow weary of it I want to throw things loading times is weird isn't it we're so because we're so used to phones and everything being instant on when when another device isn't instant on, it's just like what? Even even preheating the oven annoys me. <laughs> it's like it's like, come on, why is it not hot instantly? I can't wait two minutes. I want to cook now. Yeah, I mean you get you get really if you are in a kind of a workflow, uh, you get a little bit like how you say um, impatient, you know, because even if it takes a minute to transfer a, a, a big file from an from an old. Uh, style a hard disk to the computer or vice versa it, it's kind of like it keeps you from just keeping your flow and sometimes yeah. you need that that kind of like flow and even a minute or half a minute can disturb that flow so for me it's really cool since since i got my SSD, my first ssd i'm like wow this is amazing you have an external hard disk and it's, it has this almost the same speed or it feels like having the same speed as the internal and it doesn't make any difference. And you can store files and you can transfer files in an instant. And that's amazing. So for me, that was one of the biggest leaps in, in computer technology from me personally, for my personal work, switching from um, the old style hard disks um, to, to the SSDs. So you've got your laptop. What are we thinking DAW wise? Will you be doing logic? Or? Yeah, I mean, with Atari, it was just gaming, you know, Frogger and ah. all these kinds. <laughs> Dig Duck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was my that was these were my first steps but then i got my pc it wasn't yeah. no but what was that changes and when you were on pc were you, were you on logic on pc and then you had to go mac when logic changed or actually i remember i started with cubasis that was the lowest version of cubase no 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 oh, oh i got a used atari the the atari 10 1040 ST, I think. Yeah. Because at that time, that was the only computer they told me which could handle MIDI without having extra gear for it. And there was this band called Roxette. You, you, may, yeah. uh-huh. you may remember them. And there was that story that that all the songs and the big hits, and they played them on the radio. And, and they told me, yeah, all these hits were made on an Atari. So I had to get one of those. And I got it used for like, I don't know, 200 euros or something like that. And I took my first steps on the Atari, but it was super slow. I remember, I don't know if it was Cubases I used, maybe, yeah. But then after a year or two, I got a, a PC, a small one. Then I had Cubases and I, I bought that, I remember. And um, yeah, it was all super slow. And then, as I said, I switched to to a Mac and um, I got Logic. And I think it was the silver version or how they called it, silver, gold, platinum. And I, I, I worked my way up to platinum at the end. So I had the full version. And for me, the workflow was just like what I needed. And I got into it. And now Logic is my home. You know, I've, I don't have to think about functions. Everything I use within Logic is without thinking. So it's for me, it's all about the flow. You know, like I don't have to... F- check menus and see whatever I, I need to do to get this thing done yeah. or to get an idea ri- realized and I have my own key commands and I I just don't think about it. I just, it works. I tried Cubase uh, two, three years ago, but um, it was too much work. And the same with Ableton Live. I I, I have the full version of Ableton on my computer and I, I remember I used it a couple of years ago when Logic didn't have the, the Flex algorithm. I used it to compress and stretch vocals because the algorithm was just great and but that was the only thing i used ableton for and um i think it's a great tool it's a great uh, workstation but it have a, has a little bit of a different approach and um for me logic is still the one to go and i'm for now or within the past couple of years i always thought about hey should you should i switch to or should i maybe add another workstation to my workflow but it just would take me too much time. So your free items, you've got the computer, you've got the DAW, you've got Logic, and the final free item is the audio interface. And don't forget, this is a dream scenario where we will try and upsell your dreams. So what's the audio interface? I think it would be, I mean, I haven't looked too much into that in the last couple of months so i don't really know what's going on out there i'm having uh, right now i'm having, I'm having an, a universal audio apollo 6 which i got a year ago and it's just amazing for that what i'm doing and i don't record like 10 tracks at a, at a time of audio so for me this thing is just like plug and play it works perfectly with logic it works perfectly with my macbook and i might upgrade to the bigger version you can upgrade on the forever studio you can have whatever you want Upgrading is permitted. What's the best UA interface? Well, or the most expensive? Uh, I think it's the. I think the most expensive is the X sixteen, isn't it? X sixteen. Like the the Apollo would have that one. The yeah. Apollo X sixteen. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't even know if I would use it because this is what I use is like two, uh, the stereo uh, uh, processing and in and out, and maybe having a couple of vocal. Um, or like one or two vocal channels for vocals. Yeah, but this is the Forever Studio. Who knows what will happen in Forever time? I would definitely take the, <laughs> I, but I would would go with um, Universal Audio. It's just like because it's it's. I used to have the Antelope Orion before the twenty thirty two, and I wasn't happy with that because it had problems when I switched off um, the computer or when I re, re uh, had to like. Um, relaunch a software and then it just like disconnected itself and I had to switch off power and stuff and this doesn't happen with the universal audio so and 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 the sound is, is excellent and um, so I would stick to that brand now we're into the six items of the forever studio now yeah. it gets difficult first item so you've only got you've got a laptop you've got logic and you've got uh, your universal audio x16 what's item number one 
Item number one. Item number one would be serum as a synth. Okay. Tell us about serum. Um, I mean, serum is a wavetable synthesizer with endless options to create sounds and it has a great sound it has a great versatility i have a huge library with sounds so you can definitely almost do everything with it anything you want any any sound you want to create it's um it sounds pretty modern but it can sound also very lush very very nice and um and i'm using it a lot almost in every well, i use it in every of my in all my productions since it's out is this uh, how, how long serum been out for is it is is it it's, it must be it's one of those products where i think it's quite new and it's probably been out 10 years right i would say eight to ten years something yeah, like that. yeah yeah does it play an important part in most of your productions i mean one of my favorite tracks that you've ever done is, is your adele remix i mean you've done some bangers in your time thomas but the the adele one the production on it was just epic i think i told you that before when i came to your studio once but like it was so big and wide and hit so hard which isn't easy to do when you're doing like a, a pop production because there's already a lot of elements. I mean, yeah. The, the, the interesting thing is um, that mix, the Adele mix remix, is kind of like super distorted in the low end. <laughs> and if you if you if you listen to the original master, it's like uh, it's, I should maybe I shouldn't say that, but it was like I didn't do well there. I, so the mixing was really not good. But obviously, it worked well in the clubs, and it it gave it this little kind of like maybe dirty touch which it needed so it was kind of loud and and aggressive so that was a good combination of having her voice with that like kind of like powerful mix and no one actually complained i have one friend he complained about the mix (laughs) he always complains about what i'm doing so it's okay it really hit hard in the clubs and i think um maybe maybe like you say there maybe that distortion like that psychoacoustic effect of made it just sound even louder because it was it had had that grit to it you can call it saturation, so then yeah. it, 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 it may be better. But I didn't use Serum for that. I used the ES1 from Logic, as far as I remember, for the bass sound, for example. Oh, wow. And the piano at that time, I don't remember, but there, there's no Nexus. Serum in there. So <laughs> um, I think for, for Adele, I didn't use the Nexus piano. I'm using Nexus a lot right now for anything to beef up sounds or maybe it's a good combination to have the, the serum sound with nexus you know a little bit of dirty and gritty sound together with some polished and wide and affected sound and but for adele and i used some string sounds but i don't know which library that was because i'm kind of like collecting all these contact string and orchestra libraries but um, at that point i don't remember i have to i would have to to, to look up but serum is in there serum is in there in the forever studio because now it's a synth you can't live without right i mean you're quite lucky having logic like when people pick logic you get quite a good amount out of the box with logic don't you yeah but that that already leads me to the second one because there's one thing which i don't like with logic is the limiter doesn't work okay sorry to say that but the i cannot get along with that and whenever i try to do something just with the internal limiter and even if people tell me that it's for me, it doesn't do the job at all. For example, I love the compressor. I love the different algorithms and the settings and how it sounds. And I'm using that a lot and I'm using the channel EQ a lot, but the limiter is something I would have to pre-replace and I would do that with the um, FabFilter Pro L2. Popular choice. Very nice. Yeah. It's a very uh, mainstream, uh, mainstream My Forever Studio right now, Thomas. Yeah, but why not? Mainstream, uh, I'm doing... <laughs> mainstream music fair 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 those you can't you can't you need those uh mainstream sounds when you're remixing superstars and obviously it's quality i have tried out a lot of other um limiters and i started of course with waves and i had the invisible limiter for invisible limiter i've not heard of that i don't know that is this a rare rare piece of gear i've not heard of this invisible limiter this sounds like a rare piece yeah is it rare find rare oh no i've seen this no i've seen this Sorry. No. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so close. And so just tell us very quickly about the fab filter then. You said you, you didn't get on with the one in Logic. What what exactly does the fab filter do that the one in Logic doesn't? I mean, first of all, it's it's super clean and clear and you can you can actually limit stuff with the Logic um, limiter. If you try to limit, it, it instantly starts distorting and it changes the sound even at low settings. Mm. And... I mean, my normal way of limiting is is limiting up to 3 dBs, 3.5. Mm. 
but I, I prepare my mix to go into the limiter already. Sometimes I use two limiters. So literally on the on the mix bus rather than before you get to any kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. mastering, mastering. Um, when I master my tracks, I send everything to buses, instruments, buses like drums and the kick and the bass and uh, the sounds and vocals. And I pre-limit these buses, but then I go into the master. It's the master, the Logic master channel. And oh, so you're talking about limiting on the master channel here? I'm talking about my mastering chain. That's that's what, where I'm using the Pro L2. But even within the buses, just because of the latency, I use the Pro L, the first version of the Pro L2, which because it doesn't have that latency, and but still the quality is for the buses totally cool. But as I said, I wouldn't go for the Logic limiter. But in the Forever Studio, you're only going to have the L2, but latency shouldn't be a problem, right? If you've got that super duper Mac. Then I would put them on all the channels. <laughs> <laughs> Quicker to just throw in the, the Waves L3 Ultra. I think that's. The Ultra Maximizer, is it? Yeah. yeah. Let me see how it's. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, because this is just like to limit stuff without like affecting the quality of the sound at all. If it's like limiting up to 1 dB. Yeah. Just take, taming the peaks. That's that's what I do. And sometimes I use the the Rvox um, for that. Mm. I, I rather compress instead of a limit and just tame um, the peaks a little bit. But that's what I, that's stuff I'm doing in the channels and in the buses, not in the mastering channel. Fair, fair. So we've got the Fab Filter, and because of your powerhouse Mac, you'll be able to put that on every single channel. I'm sure. Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audience, the fantastic Evo Start Recording Bundle and the Evo 4 and Evo 8 interfaces. Yes, if you're a beginner, you can enter the world of audio recording with the Evo Start Recording Bundle, a professional, powerful and versatile solution for home recording from studio-grade audio brand Audient. This comprises the Evo 4 audio interface, the remarkably robust SR1 large diaphragm condenser mic with shock mount and a set of the Audient Evo SR2000 monitoring headphones. That's right, featuring loopback and smart gain, the new Evo bundle and compact interfaces make sure you can achieve studio quality recordings from the start. Smart gain means you don't have to worry about setting input levels, making it ideal for music makers who want to spend time creating, not engineering. And loopback lets you record everything you hear through the interface, making it a great fit for home recording rigs, podcasters, streamers, and content creators. Evo Start Recording Bundle is suggested to retail at £199, €220, and $249 in the USA. Discover Evo online at evo.audio. Item number three now. Item number three. You yeah. need some speakers or some headphones, Thomas, because you can't hear any of this limiting. Or I would go for for uh, barefoot uh, speakers, the micromains. Nice. That's the that's what I'm having right now in front of me here. It feels like there's an opportunity to upsell your dreams. Ah, yes, you're right. What's the, what's the bigger ones? <laughs> Do you want the Master Stack Twelve? That one is basically floor to ceiling. It's it's kind of bundly, but we will allow it because it's a, a speaker system. This is about six or seven foot tall. Uh, it's got passive radiators on the on the two main units, and then you've got something like seven. I'm counting those six drivers on the front. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot going on. That there. sounds fine. That sounds fine. It's used by. Um, it's in Studio La Fabrique. Wow. And it's in Fairfax Recordings. That used to be Sound City. I mean, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just saw there like 60 grand so yeah, um, it's would, fine. would make would make sense but you can try before you buy it i can see yeah 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 i mean if if they're in the range aren't they they're going to be like what you're used to in your studio so you've got the micro mains there yeah and i have the atc's the 150 ATC, um, yeah the big ones but honestly i prefer the the barefoot for the sound for the directness and for how punchy and dry they sound and um, that would be my first choice. So are we going to upsell your dreams and get the mega barefoot, so are you going to stick with the micromains? The, the master stack. Oh. <laughs> Dream upsell. Oh, yes. <laughs> the way you said it, the master stack, of course. <laughs> of course we get the master stack. So now, now you know the vibe of this Forever Studio. We can, we, can, we, can, we can go big. Why not? Did you discover the barefoots? When you were in LA, by any chance? Because I remember there was a certain period when every time I went to LA, every studio started getting barefoots. It sort of 
it felt like in the UK we had the focals and the events as kind of the popular pro-choice, and then it switched to Barefoot's after the LA. I used to have a pair of events, but that's like 12, 15 years ago. And the smaller ones, they were they were kind of the cheap solution. And then I upgraded to the Adams. Then I had some Genelex and the Focal. I saw them a lot in studios. But when I went, I remember um, I went to a local um, music store and I, I, I listened to the Focals and I didn't just fit for my ears and as you said when you're right when i was in la i of course saw a lot of speakers in, in, in different studios and i heard a lot about barefoot and i read a lot about it and um i got super interested in them and then um yeah i just got them and i had a it's a distributor here in germany he said like you can test them you can get them for I don't know, two or four weeks that's how they get you isn't it the distributors with monitors they they're like drug dealers they go oh no just you know have them for a few weeks see it and then you're like ah oh, i can't go back yeah, that's exactly what happened so um yeah but i mean they're not cheap so and i was totally blown away of the sound it was better than anything i had before and it, it they just fit for my ears so i could really feel how i could work with them without even getting used to them normally you get it takes a year or two to get used to speakers but this happened really quickly here and um yeah i mean for me best choice ever for my ears and i know that Speakers have to fit to your, how yeah. you listen to stuff, to your frequency range of your ears. And, and, and I just, I found my, my, uh, my speaker. So I would go with Barefoot. And here's a question as well. You know, you're talking about how well they translate to radio and how well they translate to club systems. Is, are you ever using that, um, that freaky little switch? that turns off drivers that gives you the different sound profiles. Yeah, yeah, I got it here. It's like you just put it into the signal chain of the speakers. It it, it comes with the speakers and you can actually um, emulate the, um, it says old school, but that means uh, the, the Yamaha NS10M. Oh, it's a little, a little tiny round box with four options on it. Um, so um, cool. you have the four options. One of them is just a flat option. Then you have a kind of like a high option, which is, emulates a, a loudness, uh, like the bathtub um, frequency range. You got a little bit more high end, more low end. So it makes it more adapted to your ears. And then you have an emulation of the Yamaha NS10M. <laughs> and then you have the cubes. It's called cubes, you know, the, the aura, aura tone. Aura tones, yeah. And I used to have the Oratones here, but uh, since I got the Barefoot, I, I could sell them on eBay. So. so how does that work, Will? Is that DSP or is it? Um, are you actually switching off bits of the speaker? I always thought you were switching off bits of the speaker, but if it just sits between your output and the... It must be a digital profile, an algorithm, right? It's, yeah, it's got to yeah. be, right. right. Yeah, very cool. A processed sound and, and it emulates the speakers. Yeah. But it works well. It really, um, I don't know. I, I didn't like compare it to the original Yamaha NS10, uh, NS10, but it the feeling is the same. Absolutely. Wicked. So what are we on now? Item number, number four. One to four. Item number four. Mm. So I would not go for headphones uh, because I could work without headphones. <laughs> Only if you if we talk about traveling, then of course I would need headphones. I think if you if you're traveling, you just use whatever headphones yeah. you're wearing for listening to music, right? Yeah, that's sort fine. of a, it's a bit of a get out we've had to allow because of. But for the, my yeah. my production studio, for my dream studio, there were, I wouldn't if I only had six items, I would not go for headphones. So item number four would be um, a high quality rever reverb, and I would go for the Lexicon. Ooh, which one? Lexicon? Are you talking hardware? <laughs> I mean, we could go with the 480L, of course, but mm -hmm. since I I rather have like a nice workflow, mm. I would go for the for the software version. Interesting. I mean, I use a lot of the Valhalla stuff, but as you said, we can upscale, and I have the Lexicon <laughs> bundle as well. I, I'm using it only for when I want to work on more complex reverbs and stuff. But a lot of I use it a lot for rooms as well for drums because it's kind of like really it sounds quality. The quality is really good. So um, I would pick Lexicon and Reverb. Is that Waves or UA? What's Or is it a Lexicon product? It's a Lexicon product. Okay. Hmm. It's a software. It's it's actually, they have like a, a bundle. Or oh, 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 what? Oh, wait, 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 wait. No bundles! 
<laughs> no, no bundles. You got to pick one. Yeah, I would go for the maybe even for the plate or the vintage plate. I would use the the Lexicon Hall. The Lexicon That's Hall. That's the one. It's kind of flexible, and I tried the LTWerp stuff. It's super nice. It's cool as well. But for my workflow and for what the quality of sound I want to achieve, that would be the one. I guess reverb's mega important, in, especially when you're making the more progressive stuff and the when you're when you're working a lot with lush, lush sounds and trying to make those kind of big wide spaces and big wide breakdowns and adding that drama of reverb. The use of reverbs has changed with, with uh, within the past like 10, 20 years. In, in, like, in the 80s, they were using loads and tons of reverbs. And now it's only about like using as much reverb as you just can't hear or feel it. You know, so you, you, if you listen to pop or, or radio music, it's they use reverbs and rooms, but like very subtle. So it's not about like you cannot actually hear it. You can't rather feel it. And, and, and of course, if you go for like some special productions um, where they use over overly use it, that's that's another thing. But um, for vocals, it's it's rather common now to to be as subtle as possible to give it that space, but mm-hmm. not drawn it in in, in in reverb. How much of that do you think is to do with people listening more on headphones? Because obviously, you can you perceive reverb as being higher in the mix when you're listening on headphones versus on on speakers because i had that thought about uh, the billy eilish productions in terms of the reason it worked so well is when you listen to those those tracks on headphones it's so close everything's so close and so dry that it has that asmr kind of vibe to it where it feels like she's whispering in your ear or behind your head or just above you um and those techniques, not just on a voice, but on lots of things in the mix, mm. maybe really, really resonated with the young people. <laughs> There's still a lot of like production, let's say vice in my mind or or whatever, where, they, where the reverb is a, 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 one of the important parts of the whole production. That's a different story. But normally, as you said, I think everything's gone drier. Everything's become more in your face, closer to your ears. That's just modern sound, how... Drums become more more dry, more punchy, and and because now the mixing techniques are there, and and uh, the you, we have high quality reverbs, even short reverbs don't sound like crap like in the like in the eighties, and now you might use reverb not to make something better, but only in in if you own as maybe was the case. 20, 30 years ago when the sounds and the synths were not as good as they are today and the vocal production techniques are not are way better. So you don't need additional reverb to really bring out the shininess, the, the crispiness in a, in a vocal or in a, in a sound. And I also think that it's just like the trend for simplicity in a production. Yeah, The, the less, the better. And the drier, the better. And, and it... it of course, it, it makes mixing easier mm. for, for mixing engineers as well. The less you re- reverb you have, the drier you mix, the, the more in your face and louder you can get. It's maybe yeah, a little bit part of the loudness war to, to, to get the, the tracks mm. more louder in, in the radio. That's true. That's very true, isn't it? Like, you know, if you, if you clog, don't clog the mix as much with all of those extra extra things like reverbs and delays and all of that, you, you can make individual elements hit a lot harder. So we're going for the lexicon whole algorithm. Although technically you can only buy it as part of a bundle. So what we'll do is we'll let you have the bundle and then we'll come around and we'll delete all the other plugins from the bundle <laughs> except that one. <laughs> yeah. So you'll buy it as a bundle, but we'll come around on, uh, for the launch party of your studio, we'll come around and delete the Just extra ones. Delete them. Yeah, good. Yeah. that's a good plan, Will. Thanks. Sabotage. <laughs> My Forever Studio Sabotage. Before we get to five, it does raise an interesting question about um, vocal production though, because the, the way that, the vocal sound in your production is always super clean. What What is it about the way that you're capturing or the way that you're processing vocals to, to be able to get that that shiny record sound? Um, not all of my vocals are produced by myself, so I would rather talk about how I process them. Mm. And for me, it's important. First of all, I look at the character of the vocal of the voice what does it sound like is it is it is it a warm vocal is it a high vocal of a, a female vocal which doesn't need low end so what kind of vibe will do i want to create and um 
I love warm vocals and I love to have like vocals who really are um, like um, have a, a warm mid-range and and sometimes my first step would be to clean up the vocal and put it into that kind of like direction where I want to have when I want to have it let's say I cut of course the low end but then I go further and I try to find frequencies of a, of a vocal which I don't like very often it's some there are some like nasal nasal how do you call mm, them resonances yeah nasal tones nasal tones in there and I go through the frequency spectrum and of course I do the 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 peak thing with the EQ and and, and cranking it up and then putting it down and then this is I mean it's kind of like surgery but also it's a little bit of cosmetic you know like um like have brought I, I i use narrow eq curves and wide eq curves to um to yeah shape in the vocal and um sometimes i just want to have it cleaner and more crispy so i add a lot of high end and shininess and crispiness and i'm using for example one of my go-to plugins for that is the the mark eq four band the air eq yeah and i start with one of the presets and then i take take it from there which very often gives me a nice result and um but still the the if i have harsh frequencies or if there's a part in the vocal where she or he sings like a certain word and i don't like it i go into that and then i try to fix it as well to take down the harsh frequencies and level everything out and um, I do a lot of compression on vocals. So just hang on. So you literally go in on a single word and you'll process. Yeah, if I don't want to destroy the whole vocal line, I would rather take a part of that. And let's say it's the bridge or the pre-chorus. And there's where she goes, like, yeah, da, da, and then this there doesn't, doesn't work well. I, I, I cut it out, copy it to another track, and I put the plugin, the, the EQ processing only on that part. Mm. So it wouldn't affect the rest of the track. And I'm using a lot of um, dynamic um, cueing with the Fab Filter, for example, where you just like um, where it more, rather reacts to the to the um, to the audio signal. That's I think I think that's an often overlooked production process from from if from people that are starting out or not even starting out, but do, doing quite well on their productions, but not getting that professional vocal sound, even if it's quite a well recorded vocal. I think people are often surprised when they when if you open up like a a pro mainstream project or or any kind of big big vocal production just the amount of editing on the vocals like you say pulling out words tiny little bits of double tracking you know the amount of rephrasing and like just the amount of vocal tracks it's very rare that you open a a major production and the vocal is just one mono track with some reverb and delay on it, like you might be doing in your own productions at home. It'll be really, really sliced and spliced. I remember seeing Stonebridge's mixes and a single vocal line being spread out onto like 24 tracks with different EQ settings and different processes depending on the word and where it was in the song, just as you were describing. And it makes you go, oh, that's why it sounds loads better than my my mixes, because going right down onto a, a word processing level <laughs> not word processing quite but like <laughs> no not not word processing but you know what i mean like going down no but yeah to you're that right yeah fine surgical eq on on a on a single syllable even sometimes that just doesn't that just has that frequency that annoys you and you just have to pull it out and put it on a separate track and process it all differently um so with that in mind, we got we're on item number five. Are you gonna you're gonna need a surgical EQ, aren't you? Or or do you use the logic one? Are you happy with the logic ones? Yeah, I mean, if if I only have to pick six items, and I'm thinking of what would I really need? It gets tricky now. It gets tricky. Two more left. So I would go with the, yeah, I would go with the internal the channel EQ. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a difficult. I could see you wrestling with that. <laughs> <laughs> we're sticking with the logic EQ, which gives you. Gives you two two more items still. Yeah, so I would go with the with the Nexus synth. Okay, because it's it's just like another workhorse, and you are so flexible with the sound, and it makes your production instantly sound great and big. And I could achieve that sound also with other synthesizers, but then I would have to use a lot of delays, EQs, plugins, and even the reverb of the new nexus is really cool and sometimes in a production it totally 
is is totally fine with you know and the 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 amazing amount of of presets and and bass sounds and pianos i would rather go maybe with a contact library for pianos and one for strings but as i only can pick two anymore i i have to find a solution where i get the most how you say bang for the buck yeah <laughs> and um this is kind of like versatile and it's a good it's a total contrast to serum but as i've said before the combination of both gives you a super broad range of sounds and i don't like the es2 from logic for example it's really not mm. i don't use it anymore i use the es1 but only for the simple stuff for analog sound things but um and the other synthesizers you get with um, logic i mean the strings are cool now and the organ is cool but if you want to go for more synthy stuff and more than sounding stuff, um, I would definitely go for the for the for the Nexus. I mean, another alternative in that kind of like range would be the Avenger, but um, and I'm using both for example. But the Avenger is a little bit slower. It's bigger. It's more like I think you can even do more with it. But for my workflow and for what I want to achieve and for the the fun of playing around, I would I would go with Nexus. Yeah. When did uh, when did Nexus come out? That was that's it's the first. It's got to be like two thousand and five or two thousand and six. It was very early on, wasn't it? Because when it came out, it sort of became the default piano sound for loads of those big sort of early EDM anthems before EDM was even coined. Really, it's pretty old, and I know many people are like not talking good about it, but it obviously is still like. And I'm I'm, I'm I know that many many high-end producers use it and they might not just not say but i mean a lot of when you go through the sounds in nexus um i mean i haven't used it for a long time to be fair but i remember going through it and every sound just sounds like a record sort of straight away it's kind of it doesn't mean that that's how you should use them but they're just ready to go like really really high quality and then obviously when you tweak them you can get them to an insane sort of yeah they just brilliant sometimes you have to just switch off the effects but it it can be a source of inspiration as well imagine you want to play you want to find a good lead melody for like a, a progressive house or for whatever a house track and you have to if you get some sound which already sounds great by playing it with one finger like the note the melody and it's already processed you just put in your the nexus and 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 step through the sounds and all of these sounds already sound like a record as you said yeah it makes it way easier to to find stuff quickly. Sometimes you don't need that. And sometimes I find my melodies playing a piano sound. But um, it, it depends. Sometimes you just want to have these big chord sounds or ravey sounds or EDM-ish sounds. Or you need that dirty bass, which is already processed and you just play it. And Nexus, they copy a lot from stuff which has already been successful out there. Mm. So you get, get a lot of stuff which is proven to work. But of course... It's not, you should not just use it and copy paste it, but it gives you a lot of, it gives you a starting point and then you can develop it from that point. Are they, they're still, they're still releasing expansion packs for it and it's still, it's still, yeah, it's still moving on, isn't it? I spoke to the guys, I spoke to Manuel um, two weeks ago because he's going to be um, supporting us with uh, one of my projects. And um, yeah, I mean, they're still working heavily on it, even though they brought out um, the Avenger, which is kind of like an alternative to yep. nexus but still nexus is for many many people they, they just and even if i talk to young producers they always tell me i want to get nexus i'm i'm saving my money to get it and because i just i just don't i just have to have it i mean it is amazing that if you want the complete version of nexus it's four grand oh what yeah all the expansions you get like twenty thousand presets and 150 gigs of there's wow. 150, expansions. 150 expansions. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. 20,000 presets. That's the Saturday afternoon. I'm staying in and I'm going to go through the Nexus presets and highlight my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on to, on to the final item. Yeah. For your final item, I, is it going to be anything in the realm of compression? Because you didn't quite finish what, what happens next in your, in your vocal chain. Or is it going to be something else? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of like microphone or an external analog synthesizer or like software so when i look at my production process compression would be covered with logic because i think that i don't need an external compressor but i mean can create a sound 
Serum, Nexus, and the internal ones. Then I have um, delay. I, I use the stereo delay from uh, Logic a lot, which that it's fine. Reverb, okay, got it. Then I have the limiter, compression, limiter, EQ. We talked about that. And I mean, if it comes to mastering, I would. I'm thinking of Ozone because it's mm -hmm. a full package, you know. It's not a bundle. <laughs> no, that's not a bundle. It's fine. It's we, fine. We've allowed that. Again, it's a popular choice. Have you got the latest one? Are you working on, is it nine? Are we on Ozone nine? I no? have nine advanced, yeah. yeah. And I'm really happy with it. I wasn't too happy with seven and eight was okay for me, but nine really, it's there now, I think. And I um, can't wait for 10. <laughs> the thing is you, you have your stereo... Um, widening tool you have a, a bunch of cool eqs actually so we we got the eqs in there you have um i mean you have the compressors and you have vintage and on analog emulations but you also have for the mastering sections the low end focus thing which i really like sometimes it it just makes a difference to use that even at 0.5 db and it, it can just give your mix what it needed and then the what they call it the loudness maximizer section. Yeah, I'm using that a lot together with the limiter. I'm just thinking of if there's anything else. Yeah, I mean, you've a big synthesizer or a nice microphone both sound pretty interesting choices at this point. Yeah, microphone, I would say no because I can get my vocals from other people and so and people would have to bring their own mics. So that's yeah. it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Outsource it. That's fair. That's fair. For my daily working process, I wouldn't need that microphone. So I'm really thinking of how do I create most of my work and what would I need for that? So we're all in the box pretty much. So you you could, I mean, you're in a Berlin skyscraper, but you could be literally on a desert island with this setup. It can be anywhere, coffee shop, studio. That's what I thought of. I didn't include any outboards that would come later in the list. Of course, uh, like a nice, my, my Moke synth here. Um, There's no more later, Thomas. There's no more later. This is forever. Six items forever. <laughs> this is your last one. Then I would, uh, <laughs> that, that would be it. Nice. So you're going with Ozone then for number six, is it? Yes. Yeah. Ozone. All right. The effects, distortion, saturation is all good with the new FET, uh, FET plugin from, from Logic. It's really cool. It works like, I mean, it's the Camel Crusher within Logic, so it's... It's really cool, and um, you have a lot of other stuff in Logic, which gives you a variety of, 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 of yeah, processing your sound, mangling it, and, and, and destroying it. So, yeah, I think that would be it. So, Will, do you want to give us the full rundown? Well, let's set the scene for your Forever Studio now. Are you ready, Thomas? We're going we're gonna to describe this Forever Studio, and then we'll talk about one final luxury item uh, that isn't studio gear related. Okay, so, Will, set the scene. Okay. We're in Berlin, in a skyscraper, in a two-floor bar-slash-studio. The computer is a MacBook Pro. Either side of that MacBook Pro, you have your barefoot Master Stack 12s. I misspoke earlier. These are only five foot tall, not seven. Your interface is an Apollo 8XP. I changed it up for you so that you've got preamps just in case. Uh, your DAW is Logic Pro X. Your instruments are x for records serum which was released in can you guess guys i looked it up 2009 14 oh, yeah uh yeah <laughs> your other your other instrument is nexus 3 but the first version when was that released you were you were pretty close earlier chris 2004 well not that close 2006 no nope. 2007 yes yes there we go. yeah <laughs> Third time's the charm. Okay. You've chosen for your plugins the FabFilter Pro L2, the Lexicon Hall plugin, just that one. You're only allowed that one. And Ozone 9 Advanced with all of its EQs, compressors, limiters, low-end focus, and all that fun stuff. That's the lot. How does that sound, Thomas? Sounds pretty cool and decent to me. I can yeah. work with that. So <laughs> let's round off this Fantasy Forever studio with uh, the final item, which is a luxury item. So not a piece of studio gear, but something you'd love to have in the studio. Maybe it's something you, you've taken to every single studio you've ever been to. Something that you'd love. Yeah, I can see uh, for, for the listeners, uh, <laughs> Thomas is looking it, around yeah. his studio now, seeing yeah. if there's anything. Um, but anything that you would love in there. We've had some random choices one thing is a photo of my family oh you can get things like that photos of your family your family will be with you i mean we're not sort of yeah this isn't meant to be cruel 
It's supposed to be nice. We're not monsters. Yeah. We're not monsters. <laughs> I have my fitness gear here, my my bench, my workbench, and my 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 pull-up bar, and 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 that stuff. It's in the other room. There we right go. Here. A home gym. Okay. Home gym. Yeah. Home gym. You can have a three-level apartment where it's one level is just a it's extended it by one level. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's, I would uh, have my home gym there, my complete home gym. That is a, that's actually a good luxury item. But it's a bit healthier than some of the others we've had. Mm. It's not the slush puppy machine, is it? Usually we have coffee machines or slush puppy machines or chefs or, yeah, mm. or beds, revolving beds we've had as well. <laughs> coffee machine would also be an item, but I could, I'd rather go for the gym. <laughs> that's, that's very good. Especially as we're all pretty much still in lockdown, it feels like a gym is probably a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> rather than just creating more anxiety with caffeine. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, that takes us to the end of the My Forever Studio podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Thomas, for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, and uh, we will leave you to go back uh, through your 20,000 <laughs> Nexus presets. Uh, I know that's what you've got planned for the rest of the day. Uh, just just, just 15,000 to go, I think it is now. I know. <laughs> what a week it's going to be. What a crazy week in lockdown it's going to be for Thomas Gold and his Nexus preset bundle. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy about the lockdown now. So, you know, with all yeah. these presets, you have, to yeah. be, you have to be grateful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll speak to you soon. Wonderful. Thank you, Thomas. It was my pleasure. Take care, guys, and speak soon. Okay, well, thanks again to Thomas for dialing in and talking with us. Um, you might have noticed dialing in. Um, we had sort of video call quality there um, due to a few technical difficulties, but we will be back to full HD quality next week. Um, so thanks for bearing with us. Yes, thank you. And a fine guest nevertheless in Thomas Gold there. And apart from some ridiculous speakers, Chris, a relatively attainable selection. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. But we did upsell some dreams, which is always nice. Love that. Yes. Remember, if you are a fan, though, of the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast, make sure you subscribe if you love us upselling dreams and blaring that bastard air horn use your favorite podcasting app and maybe even drop us a five-star rating when you are available to do so yeah we do read every review and if you want to contact us or get your suggestions in for guests just email us at editors at musictech.net indeed indeed next week we have the incredible electronic music producer and performer and youtuber rachel k collier who's going to be joining us from her studio in wales yep it's going to be another fun show it sure is so we will catch you next time for another journey into studio for evidence Goodbye.